we've all got that voice in our head that tells us we can't do stuff. But I think that some people are just better at maybe not listening to it. And by sitting down with those people, asking them questions, and then you know, recording it and blasting it out on the internet, perhaps, maybe, I can help other people like me get out of our own way. Hey guys, welcome back to Closure Optional. My guest this week is Lucas Stone. He is a musician, formerly the frontman for an Aussie hardcore band called Helm, and currently the guitarist for a band called Hammers, and also a creator of his own solo stuff, which is a pretty cool project. He's basically releasing a book and an album at the same time, but one chapter and one song at a time. The first release is called Carry the Black, and I'll have links to that on this post and everywhere as usual. Uh, This is a great conversation full of lots of ideas from a man who has lived a very cool, full, and crazy life. I'll definitely get him back on the podcast again because it was a great conversation. Hope you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you again soon. Oh, and I forgot to mention that um, also towards the end of the podcast, uh, Lucas accidentally choked. Well, I mean, nobody, I suppose, really chokes on purpose. Um, but Lucas choked, so we had to stop the podcast for a second and then uh, restart it again. So if you're wondering what happened to the conversation, uh, that is exactly what happened. Okay, here it is, Lucas Stone. Anyway, welcome to my podcast, Lucas. Thank you, Anna. How are you? Good. 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 Um, so basically, pretty much what we were just talking about before we turned the mics on was this concept of what it is that drives you. And you've done some pretty seriously cool shit so far in your life, and you're still working on it. Yeah, yeah. I think the the need to survive and, you know, <laughs> leave something behind of some some significance, I guess, without being a shithead. Yeah. And just What do you, you know, mean by shithead? Oh, I just, uh, I think if you if you put on the planet... For whatever reason or non-reason you put here, you, you should have, you know, some kind of um, driving force or reason to to leave a stain. Yeah. You know, and whether it, I think I think most of us are put here, <clears throat> um, or not so much put here, but we have an obligation to live, like a fight to survive kind of mentality. You know, yeah. so you want to be, you know, existing. With a purpose, you yeah. know, even if things are thrown at you that might sort of challenge that that whole reason to to push. I think there's a reason why you've got those reasons. But, yeah. You know. What do you think your reason is? Oh well, I, I don't really, <clears throat> I don't really have a have a reason for me personally. Like, I just know that I have to. Like, yeah. um, yes. when I, that's that's it. I'm not just not not I'm driven by an instinct, like to. I don't know. I've had a lot of challenges thrown at me my whole life, and I've and I've I've given up a lot in different ways, and I've yeah, probably at those times been lucky to you know have something else that may have may have saved me or something that's come up that's changed the perspective or the situation that I've been you know in, and I thank whatever I thank to be able to get through that stuff. But I think in general, I'm just not content to give up. I'm not. I'm a fighter, and I'm just. I think that's what you're supposed to be, you know, yeah. like, and it's, you know, it's hard because everyone's, everyone's given a different set of skills from birth and everyone's life or their environment shapes them so differently over the years, you know, that, that you kind of grow. It, things can come up at a certain time and I'm, I'm never going to begrudge someone else that's um, had a fucking shit time and just give up and, 
you know, whether it be through suicide or whatever else, you know, those, yeah. those topics are pretty heavy. But I think those those things that happen are always really sad because you kind of want to grab the person and say, hey, you know, yeah. if, you've, if you've been through something, not everyone's got the same resilience or constitution. They can't. Yeah, and I wonder, like, what it is, like, that thing that goes missing. Because as you said, like, there's there's something that for, that pushes you to keep working through stuff. There's always something that will pull you out of it. I think when you're born, you know, you, 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 you put into this life and you receive it how you receive it. And all the little things that are happening around you as you're growing, like, that kind of creates creates that constitution but you know there's genetics and stuff that come into it as well you don't know you just don't fucking know yeah <laughs> all i know is that you know that thing you're talking about where you have like an underlying sort of reason or whatever it is it can be so varied like it's a hard thing to define you know like for me personally i just was thrown into a wild bit of shit from the start and i just think <clears throat> at some point in the beginning I was fueled by hate, I think, a lot, yeah. like, and determination. Like, I think that was a lot of, a lot of the the reason for me. And I just, I don't know. It's a hard thing, man. Like, it's a hard thing. What to What was define, it like eh? growing up for you? Because I, I read a little <laughs> bit of that. I mean, obviously, you, you sent me that chapter of your book that you've written. So this mm. part of your solo project. I mean, you could talk actually talk a little bit about what that solo project is about because it's pretty fucking amazing. Uh, well, it's a it's a, th- a thing I started like uh, I mean years ago I, I started flirting with the idea of writing a book and I'd write stuff down just as some kind of self therapy or catharsis you know and I'd give up or just not not continue because I was too busy or whatever it may be mm. and I think just over the last few years I've, I've come to a, to a point in my life where I'm I'm actually for the probably the first time pretty happy with things like and I I was like I said before I've been fueled by a need to to win or, or be be the best I can be, whether it's for me <laughs> yeah. or against somebody else or whatever it is. You know, if someone puts a challenge up in front of me, I can guarantee that I'm the sort of person that will take it and win it. Yeah, not because I'm a winner, but because I try so fucking hard, <laughs> like a snake yeah. in a corner. That's how I am. And I've lived like that for so long that, at you know, close when I was approaching my forties, I was really starting to actually notice I was relaxing, mm. like and actually starting to take in the day and stop trying to speed time up. Yeah, like, and, wow. And that was the stuff that was really getting to me as well. Like and I think for whatever reason, this thing has just come about, like this solo thing. You know, I, I obviously with with the music thing, I've done a lot of different stuff with other people and I've never truly done a solo project in the heavy realm mm-hmm. where I've sort of been able to play all the, you know, the stuff I want, have people on there that I like yeah. that, that, that are different to just being, you know, confined to one band. Well, I'm listening to it. It sounded to me exactly like what a musician would be able to play if they could play whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty that's much, pretty much exactly just, how I listen yeah. to it. Especially with, I mean, it's all heavy, but there's when when the there's no time limit on this thing. Like I've just, I'm just doing it, and I'm doing it in and out of everything else. So that's the other part of it that's been good. Mm. But musically, yeah, it is that. It's it's just like every song's different. Like they're all heavy, but they're all different heavy, and it's yeah, all cool. I like that many different styles of shit. Yeah, and that was the vocals in this song are so cool too because you've got so you got your I mean your vocals and you got that kind of weird what ignite type of sound and that your old raised fist kind of a screaming (laughs) sound and then you have the deep heavy who what's his name CJ is it Colin yeah he's not to the back part of the song there's probably a lot of parts in there where you can't really tell whether it's me or him because we do like a line for line section at the end and it's even me when I first got on my fuck who's singing what but Colin has a very specific. Mm. phrasing style and he's that's that's why i love his voice so much it's just really assaulting i'm I'm not that i don't have that same diction with my stuff like it's very different yeah but yeah the deeps both of us like 
the oh. first deep ones at the start are, are me and then it sort of becomes Colin towards the back end of the song and the both and of us. Fish has got a that is his name's Fish, is it the yeah. other one? Yeah, Le- he's, yeah. he's a singer in Hammers. Oh, is he? Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I can't wait to see that. you guys are playing at the Shark Bar soon too, yeah, so we'll yeah. definitely come out and watch it. I yeah, can't see. wait. That'd be sick. Yeah, he's got a, a rad, very, very cool powerful scream, man. That yeah. it's that real gritty type of oh, scream. Yeah. Fuck it's sick. Well, I think I said that actually in the um, in the, ca- the the character profiles in that chapter, it comes down like broken glass. Like he's yes, like broken you, glass. When that's you're it. in the room with him and you're actually recording, like he's a little dude, man, and he's just got wow. Like a full respect for it. He's, he's both sides of his vocals are really good, but um, his scream for me is one of my favorite screams just because it's so fucking abrasive. Mm. Like it makes you stop and go, whoa! Like he's yeah. you know he's he's really really good. Like and yeah, he just had a massive place on that. Especially that central verse where he comes in and it's just him. You can just hear him yeah. like so clearly, the difference. Yeah, it's great, man. It was so cool. And so mm. this is coupled with, so you've released this this just one song and it's coupled with the first chapter of this book where yeah. basically you start talking, you're pretty much talking about your childhood where you just kind of grew up in chaos. It sounded <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like... Oh, you know, it's... it's it, it, yeah, it was, it was chaos. There's lots of good too. Like, and I tried to keep the humor and the, and the fun there. Like... Yeah, pain, painful stuff. Like I've I've never really been comfortable talking about this shit, especially in this kind of public forum. Mm. Like I said, until the last couple of years, I've just and I've actually got to you know got to respect be respectful to the situation too because I don't want to get people in in trouble with the law and shit like that. But we had a pretty yeah. wild, you know, a wild introduction to life. We had to do things a bit differently just because again, talking about life and how people get thrown in the mix. I had parents before me that that had their own set of challenges and you know, different you know yeah. environmental factors and stuff and my mum came up the way she came up for whatever reason and my stepdad did the same and, and even my old boy like my, my real dad like they're all in a different time suffering different things and I think you know returning back to your original questions of or, you know your own wonderings about people's driving forces it seems to be a pretty common thread in my family in particular like I don't know where you know, family, family strains or, or, or whatever it is sit with how life's supposed to be, but it, it's a pretty common thing in my family, whether we brought it upon ourselves, I don't know, but we've had a lot of, like, through the generations, it's been really, really testing stuff. Yeah, like, wow. it's, it's, it's in our, it's in our thing, like, mm. I feel, like my, my grandma was in a nine-kid family and they were, you know, the same, I don't know, it's just, but, um, yeah, man, like, uh, like resilience uh, runs in your family. Like well, the, it does, and so do the challenges that come with it. Like yeah. it's not, we never come from a gifted. Everyone's had to kind of fight to get something done, and like, and that's where I like my mum. For for as a person, like we don't spend a lot of time together, just because I probably need the space from it. But I love her so much because she's my old girl, and she obviously created me, and and she did a lot of cool shit with all the bad shit, and I love her because she was badass in the way that she was like, I want to do what I can, yeah, to survive and. Although we were, I was exposed and and my brothers and sisters were exposed to stuff we fucking really shouldn't have been exposed to, she did everything she could to tip the scales yeah. in yeah, the other wow. direction as well. So you know, I've got to give her credit for that. <clears throat> some days I hate her, some days I love her. You know, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's one of those things you've just got to – it's no one else's fault. Right. Your shit, you've just and got to knowing that push they've on. done their best. You know what I mean? Mm. Like a lot of times, like that is, they literally are yeah. trying to do their best through whatever they've gotten. Exactly as you say, and we, and like walking through your life, being like, I'm like this because my mom. I'm like this because my dad. And it's like, well, yeah, you can't do that. Nah, fuck that. Take responsibility for yourself because you're like that because of yeah. you. 
I think again, like trying. I guess we're going to constantly return to this topic, but if I if I go back to me as a child, I think pretty early on, I chose to stand on my own two feet. Like I, I think mm. I can remember in the first few years, like understanding what it was like to be truly alone or away from things. Like yeah. not in a sad way with me, way it's just because of the lifestyle we we led. I couldn't just be around adult shit because it was putrid, heavy. Like, yeah, it's heavy. <laughs> so you know, you, you kind of. Like my, I had a brother before me, he died before me and then I was sort of, oh, it was pretty, pretty wild. But yeah, it was me and mum for a bit and then my stepdad came into the picture and um, I just look at the whole thing. I remember, you know, times and, and, and heaps of periods where I just had to figure out what to do, like real young because when you're a kid, you don't have the fucking means to just knock yourself. Like, yeah. So you have days where you kind of like, okay, what am I going to do to keep sanity or, you know, you're not thinking those words, but that's what you're doing, you know, finding stuff out. And I think that gave me the, the beginnings or the, of the makings of being able to yeah. to have a challenge in front of me and go, fuck you, I'll beat you. Yeah, I'll <laughs> give it a go. Yeah, I'll give it a crack. And I, yeah, that's a hard thing. to It's hard to, to, to define and it's hard to explain, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that'd be... The, the fundamental shit you need in, in, at the start you know yeah like, it's a choice really to, on, like yeah. everybody everybody that i've had on here everyone who's has ever worked <clears throat> on something or achieved something or tried to achieve something it all of them came back to making a decision to be responsible for themselves it's yeah. always responsibility it's like everybody i've fucking ever it always comes back to that and they go oh i guess i don't know i just realized that i need to be responsible and it's an amazing thing because that you're at that young of an age what's really interesting to me about that is that like as a kid you don't know that anything's different. Like I used to have these seizures when mm. I was a little kid um, and they weren't like full blown fits, but I, they were like a, a trance kind yeah. of. So I'd go into this thing and the whole world would go into slow motion, but all of my thoughts in my head would go really loud and fast and intense yeah. and people talking to me are loud, fast and intense, but I could see them almost like, you know, that movie Donnie Darko yeah. and you can <laughs> see that like channel in front of them. Yeah. Like that's, that's what my reality felt like. I'd watch somebody's hand move and it was like, I could see it moving before it moved. It's this mm. really fucked up, like alternate state of reality that I'd be in. And I never told anyone about it because I couldn't, I couldn't articulate it at the time. It felt like a panic attack plus some weird mm. altered state. And then after it would be over, I would just be like, oh, everybody must get this. You know, I just mm. assumed, I knew it felt wrong at the time, but I just pretty much assumed that this is what it is to be a human being. And yeah. I never said anything about it until I got to being about 18 when they, they and 21 when it started being like actually a problem. I went to a doctor and they were like, oh, no, that's not horrible. <laughs> like nobody else gets oh, that. Yeah. So what's interesting to <clears> me about your story is that from a, a young age, even though like that, it, this is your normal surroundings. In theory, mm. you could be sitting there going, oh, this is just life. This is just normal. I'm just going to, you know, continue on. And then you could go to school and be like, well, I don't know. I don't get it. You know, or you take, you go, I need to learn how to stay centered. Yeah. I need to learn how to well, keep myself Well, it's hard because on. you can't articulate, like I said before, when you're a kid, you don't have the, the intelligence or the education to be able to, to, understand what it is you're doing you can only look back mm. afterwards and say oh that's that time when i you know snapped into this or changed that or whatever but um yeah it's you know what you said before about having that little affliction like that's another thing and another topic that i'm pretty passionate about with <clears throat> like i was diagnosed with a mental illness and a bunch of other stuff when i was about 12 and and no wonder yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah and um and i started also you know taking drugs and stuff at a real young age as well. I, I guess the two probably had, there's probably a lot of trauma there that induced a lot of it. And then my coping mechanisms sort of, once they found, 
you know, alleviation through drugs and pain or, you know, self-punishment in, in, in whatever way. They kind of cottoned onto that or latched onto that. What was it? <clears> but I have a thing, I have a theory. Yeah. With, um, like, if you're, if, and this, this goes back to my care about other people, like, and, and, and trying to, like, with the thing that I'm doing, I am actually trying to reach out in a way that's like, fair enough, you're doing it from a self centered perspective, but you, you're hopefully doing it so someone else can read it that might be having a similar situation and just go, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. The thing for me is that when a doctor in a fucking sick society, that's been taught by sick people, diagnoses you with something within the confines of what they've been taught, which is fucking sick because society here now is not right. Right. I don't care who you, who you are. Like we have so many good things at our disposal and we do a lot of good shit, but for the most part, how we live is fucking insane. Yes. From the moment we get up and everything we oh. do, from having a shower, jumping in the car, going to work, doing the shit we do, it's fucking insane. Mm. Like most of it's wrong. Mm. We're not really geared to live that way. Right. Like we're just not. We're not supposed to be doing what we're doing. Like we're not humans aren't supposed to be doing the shit we want. It's fucking. And, we and, are so and, disconnected and now, from now, the animal so, we so, are. Yeah, so <laughs> disconnected. Really Especially like I'll get back to it, but that's the social media thing we were chatting on before the mics were on and stuff. Like it's, it's the same. Like now it's exacerbated by that, and it's yeah. fucking gone a hundredfold <clears throat> into ridiculousness. Mm. So anyway, going back to the when a poor kid <clears throat> gets diagnosed or labelled with something that realistically they don't have because. They're either special or they're just disassociated with the shit they're expected to digest, which is not fucking right. Right. When that stuff happens, the kid's crippling. Like yeah. you, you don't, and then it, it stays with you for your whole life. Like, I'm sick. I'm sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's where you, you wonder, like, and the, the mind is such a powerful, and I'm, I'm, I'm proof that the mind is such a powerful thing. And I know it because I've been inside it, out, around it, back into it. I've pulled it apart. I've put it back together again. Yeah. I've done everything with it. And I understand how much of an effect a simple thought can have on a person. Fuck through an experience that is not not in their control mm. and it just changes everything like you know you, you it will shatter everything you, you know you can have one situation in your life where you've built up all these principles and all these thoughts or you know fucking what you think is the backbone of your intelligence and then suddenly something happens or someone says one thing yeah. and it just shatters everything you've got to start <laughs> again and pick up the pieces and go through you know until you find your actual self you know yeah and that's the thing that infuriates me like with Again, returning to your original thing, which is, you know, what is your purpose and what is your reason for pushing through and, and surviving? Like, you've got to find your own way, like, mm. and you can't be limited. Like, I was supposed to be on medication for the rest of my life and I was for a long time in and out of all the, the abuse and the drugs and stuff, but I fucked it off. I decided, I went to my doctor, I'm not fucking taking this anymore. Yeah. I said, what's the process of weaning off? And he's like, you can't do that. And I said, I'm fucking doing it, mate. I'm told you I'm doing it. That's it. <laughs> he's going to go insane. Like, it's, you can't just fuck off lithium and never take it again like it, they it, try to it. give me lithium too i was on it for years like wow thousands and thousands of milligrams a day so, and it made me it just made me dead yeah like, it fixed me in one way but it made me dead like mm. i just couldn't write songs i couldn't do anything creative it was fucked so i started i did it and i and i i had to learn i had to relearn rituals so i'd get up in the morning and i was aware of my illness in this world but i was aware of it as an illness in this world not as a fucking illness yeah so i i took it for what it was and and Every time I start feeling manic or slumping, I'd do the things I needed to do. You know, I'd find the motivation yeah. or the, the fear, I guess, like the fear of not going back to that or proving someone wrong, like proving the doctor wrong, proving society wrong, whatever it may have been. And I reinstated <laughs> these rituals every fucking day. So I'd get up and I'd have things I had to do and I'd make myself get up and, and do these things. If I didn't do it, I knew I was going to fall. So yeah, wow. and that set the scene for years. I did that like a fucking army soldier. Mm. Until I got to a point where I started maintaining control and awareness of what was around me. 
and I quite often still now, if I am truly bugged by something or something starts bringing me down or sending me into a spin, I will just write it off as ridiculousness and not my fault. Yeah, yeah. Which to someone else, you know, might be insane or might be, you know, dangerous because they, they're they going, you're fucking insane, mate. Like, you shouldn't be doing this <laughs> shit. Like, but for me, I've just, I'm surviving and I'm, I'm a decent human. You yeah. know, I have good friends, people around me that I've, you know, I've had to repair a lot of relationships because I did a lot of bad shit. But for the most part, it's, that's a thing, like, it's a crippling thing for kids, you know, and people that are having dramas, especially these days. Like, oh. people wonder why they're full of anxiety. It's because you're looking at a fucking phone, a screen, all day, looking at shit that's not real and not there. Yes. Got no connection to anything. Yes. Don't ask why you're full of anxiety. Like, that's why. Stop doing that. Yeah. Find something real to do and you'll change. And this is, it's, that's the funniest <coughs> thing about it to me. It, in the same way that we seek, like, uh, we seek connection. I, I talk about Johan Hari all the time. He wrote a great book called Chasing the Scream, and it's about, like, the core reasons for addiction in his mm. research, why he think, he believes that people become addicted. And he believes in, that we should rename the term addiction to bonding because it's mm. actually that we are lacking this connection. So we become bonded to something that provides that kind of level of connection. And in the same way that heroin is, is an element of control more Hmm. or less, like I'm in control of putting this inside my body and I'm going to get the the expected result every time with my, with another human being, there's so many variables. I'm not sure I'm going to get that same result every time. And there's a lot of things that have to go all the way. Right. So it's almost like, you know, you're mainlining comfort, you're mainlining this, this element Mm. of connection that you're lacking in other areas. And so like what you've done, which is really fucking amazing is that you realize that okay, it's not the drugs, it's not anything else that's causing me uh, happiness, it's this feeling of connection. That's what I'm looking for. So if I'm militant in finding that connection... And, and you can find it in a billion different ways. You can. <laughs> but it's not, the, it's not the drugs. It's not the lithium. It's not the heroin. It's not the music. Mm. What it is is connection. All three of those things give you the same feeling. Yeah. And knowing how to find that feeling in all different things is kind of, I suppose, what gives a person balance. Yeah. I think, um, you know, <laughs> a lot of it's perspective. Eh? Like it's, it, oh, when, when, yeah. when you get older and you, and you go through all these trials, you really just keep coming back to the simplicity of what it actually is we're doing. I think when, you, when you're in your teens... Life gets real complicated. When you're in your 20s, you can't be out of this massive mental complication into trying to sort out <laughs> what you're supposed to do with your life, which is based on all these expectations, which, again, are not fucking real. Like, right. They're not what we're actually supposed to be doing. Yeah. You're not supposed to own a house by the time you're 23. What the fuck's owning a house? You don't own a house on a piece of land you don't fucking own. You're never right. going to own it. It's the land. So we live in this whole... It's, it's bizarre. But what you just said then about the, the guy that wrote that book, like, <clears throat> for me, with addiction, like, for... Like it's, it's, a, it's a perspective thing. So for every on, there's an off. For every up, there's a down. Yeah. For every, every black, there's a white and so on and so forth. So if you're an addict, you're also a whole bunch of good shit that yes. sit with that same personality trait. Everyone says, like someone says, oh, that person's an angry person. Mm. That angry person's probably got a, a trait on the other side of the spectrum that is something that you should fucking learn from. Yes, right, yeah. But it's up to that person to find how to not be too angry and how to still have that same other thing that he's got and have a balance, which yeah. is where most people go wrong. We just live in this world of extremes and everyone's trying to sort themselves out and, you know, it's... When you get... So you get, start getting validation for the one extreme or whatever. Like, so... And this... You touched on this before and I think this is a really interesting idea that we have to... Uh, in our teens, 
it's it's chaos and it's confusing because we're latching on to these ideas of what we are. Because mm. in in our teens, and Carl Jung talks about this a bunch, that you, you kind of go through these like phases of development. Yeah. And so during the teen years, that's our severing from our parents. So you have to snap them off and then yeah. you, but you have to be a self in order to snap away the self that they were for you like so yeah. all the way up until that point I, I relied on the image of mother and father to, to show me what humans are mm. and then all of a sudden I'm like fuck you guys I'm gonna figure this out on my own that's what the teenage years are yeah and so you have to develop this self but the f- real fucked part is in the 20s you realize that that self is a joke like it's a lie mm-hmm. it was just a bunch of shit that you collected onto yourself and then like all of a sudden it's not cool to be a punk rocker anymore and then all of a sudden <laughs> you're like you're gonna be like wait, wait yeah, but that's man. everything you know that's yeah. the only thing that's the only way isn't it funny like when you said uh, I don't know a few thing hours ago you said something about us being the animals that we are I can't remember if that was before the mics one or not um, but we are so stupidly complex in the dumbest ways like <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you think about the animal kingdom and how animals just exist and you know they do exactly what they need to do every day and and, and they kind of they have all these um traits that are so much more advanced than us in heaps of ways and yet they're so simple they don't have like communication like we do i think half of our problem is the fact that we can communicate so intelligently if we need to and our, we have emotions that are just dumb yeah. Like if people went back to relying more on their instincts and their own emotions, like oh, and I've learned to do this. People, I have a lot of friends that, and I'm sure they'll all laugh if they actually listen to this because I am known as the guy in the, the 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 crew of people. I'm sure they know I have a soft heart, but I don't seem to have much compassion to people, and right. I do have compassion. But what it is is when like the guys in the band will laugh and say, you know, this cunt will never fucking cry. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just a thing for me, and I, like I actually do get emotional. But the first thing that happens to me is like, so when something comes up that might be a challenge, I'll, I have this interception with my brain that weighs it all up first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I kind of miss out on the emotional part a little bit, but I'll get flutters of it. Like I might be at a gig and just have a fucking moment when I just get like full, like, oh, I think I'm about to cry and I just sort yeah. of won't, you know, like, and I still get sad and whatever else, but. That's you know, that, that, that fucking beautiful feeling. That, that's that, what music that's, I, does, I think, man. I think it's how it's sort of supposed to be. We're not supposed to be so loose with our shit. Like, I, mm. I think you're supposed to have a restraint and a control. Like, I think it's beautiful to be emotional if that's what you want to be. But you're supposed to be smart first and then emotional yeah. about how you've been smart. Yeah, that makes which, sense. Which, for mo- the most part, would generally end up pretty happy, not sad all the time. It would be a better emotion. But I think, yeah, in, in, in the comparison between animals and humans and how we are and how long, you know, an animal's born and within a couple of months they're separated from their parents and they've mm. got to figure it figured out and they go for it. Yeah, yeah. In saying that, they do have a bit more of a simpler path because they're geared to live, to just survive, eat, sleep, mate, yeah. and that's kind of it. Whereas we have a whole other complex set of shit, but it can take you a whole lifetime, sometimes never, to separate from your parents, which is what you just said before. Yep. You know? Yeah, and that's what and he believes. your own in person. That's where he believes a lot of like pathology <clears throat> comes from, you know, like mm. um, psychic troubles, yeah. is that it's because we haven't completed each one of those phases correctly like whether it's because of trauma like that at some point in that time you get solidified and locked into that person so say something happens to you when you're 12 and your brain reacts to it at age 12 and then it just locks it in and that's it then (laughs) then that's you forever and there's a lot of weird shit like that that happens and so exactly as you're doing and what what you're doing with this writing this book is exactly that it's tearing through those layers Mm. so that it that because the the thing about it is that we we have to be a self in theory because we have to present somebody to other people but really what we want to do is be the absence of a self Mm. 
like, and we were talking about this again just before the, the mics turned on, but that idea that the grossest thing to me is inauthenticity. It's that mm. when somebody is being a self, it's literally like they've got a mask and a costume on in yeah. front of you. And you're like, I don't give a fuck about the costume you're trying to show me. I care about the thing that's behind that thing. Yeah. And so the people, you know, like <clears throat> anybody who becomes attached to this sense of self, I am this thing, this is who I am, and this is what I like, and I don't eat that kind of food, and this <laughs> is who I am. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, man. it's a costume. It is. It's, it's, and it's hard. Like for me personally, I, I don't, like if I sent someone like that, I'll generally just retract myself from that person because I feel like I just don't want to be around that kind of shit or waste my time with it. And I can probably be, be a little bit rude yeah. because I pick up on that stuff straight away. And I've, I have had heaps of things before where people have said to me, oh, that person thinks you're a bit of a fucking prick or whatever, mm. you know, and I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> it's just the way you filter out the shit through your life, you know, like it's not. Yeah. And when someone comes to you and they do have that air of authenticity and they've just got a real thing, you just, that's... It's yeah, easy. You're gonna to gravitate towards it. And... Have you um have you heard of the book The Stranger? No. Um. So there's a movement of philosophy called existentialism. This mm. and what you're describing literally is this. Uh, Camus is the guy that wrote this. Um, he's I think he's a French philosopher, but the this book is fucking amazing. The idea is he takes that concept that you were just talking about before about the um, rational logical state of being. Mm. Um. And applies it to, so he basically personifies this idea that you should attach, you should engage in the world from a <coughs> logical and rational way of being with the idea that you are as authentically you as possible. If you don't feel yeah. something, you don't react to it. Everybody's attachment to their stories and their things mm. and their needs and their, you just don't engage with it. So he's mm. taken that concept and personified it as a human being and then written this novel, written this story to show what would happen if a person who exemplified that ideal actually existed in the world yeah. and what they would be like. Yeah. And so the story's great. So he, he just kind of exists and you know, you're <clears throat> listening to it from his perspective and he's, you just, are you totally get it? He's just like real mellow. He's very centered and yeah. things happen and he enjoys his life and is pleasant, but he's not attached to anything. He doesn't need anything. Yeah. He doesn't need to tell somebody that they're beautiful. You know, he just yeah. is. He just exists. I just think that it's a, it, it's a real simple thing. Right? Balance is an important thing with everything. Like balance is the, probably the key to, to, to rationalizing every moment that you're alive and being able to make sense of it. And it's a, it's a pretty underrated thing and people don't really concentrate on much. Like if you feel yourself, like I, like I think there should be a, a consistent, you know, um, effort to, to praise people within reason. I think there should be a consistent effort to criticize people within reason. I think there should be a consistent effort mm. of everything to do with yourself and somebody else if you to coexist with other people. I think yeah. we can't just go being exactly as we are because if we were, it'd be absolute chaos, but you still have to be aware of who you are and what you stand for. So when something comes up that's going to challenge you as a, as a human and make you compromise like your values and what you think is right, that's when you have the chance to go, okay, you know, no yeah. or, or yes. But the way you do it is a defining factor in your quality of person, like or, you know, yeah. your, your human quality. And, how, and that, that obviously comes down to, you know, for someone like me, I've, I've been through more than enough and I have just enough intelligence to, to have gotten to a point and probably have been at a point for quite a few years now where, you know, I was a pretty angry, violent person when I was younger and I'm not now. Like I've, I've had a few dust-ups over the last many years, but 
they're always controlled and they're probably at the right times and yeah. I've probably done something good in that. Whereas when I was younger, it was probably opposite. You know, you'd go looking for it and you, you, you had that self-hate Why did you, why did you feel like you needed to do it? Like when you were younger, what was different about it? Did you feel like you had uh, something to angry. prove? Or? I just, just didn't understand why. Like it's that thing. I, I never vocally blamed anyone for anything, but I was still going through the same process that a, that a sook would. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I was still on the outside – I, I was yeah I wasn't right like and I and I would I would react very unpredictingly mm. and kind of do the wrong thing by people that probably didn't deserve it the right at, at the time or even treat you know friends or people that in a way just out of a, a bad reaction for you know, and to those people I apologize like you know it was yep. me it's growing pains it's it is what it is you know but um <clears throat> yeah you, you get to a stage in your life I think where you just start going fuck mate like you're actually becoming a total shithead like yeah, you're not going to yeah. have anything or anyone left if you if you do that sort of stuff, you know. And, and and pain's not a nice thing for anyone, whether it's physical or mental. So it goes on both sides, you know. For the pain you're feeling inside, you cause someone physical pain. Mm. You know, it's, you've done nothing right at right. all. Yeah, you're, you're know, perpetuating there's, there's, there's that. There's no there's no healing there. There's no nothing. There's no. It's like a revenge killing, you know. Like yeah, someone does wrong. You, you, the the idea is to actually forgive it and understand why it's happened. Yeah, and find another way of outletting the grief. Like, and that's that's which is hard. Like you know. Someone does someone to, something to you, to someone that you love, or something takes something from you. All you want to do is hurt them, mm. and, and that's kind of, you know, it's a thing that can last a lifetime in a lot of people if they don't have the. I don't know how, I, like, I don't know how you get to that understanding. Like, I can't define that stuff. All I know is at some point in my life I changed, you know, and, and stopped being a cunt for lack of a better word. <laughs> yeah, good. And, and started trying to understand what it is that was tearing down all the shit that. You know, it's, it's funny because, I, like, humans, are, one of our traits is to create and destroy equally. That's what we do, yeah, which is yeah. really stupid. And I'm the perfect <laughs> example of that. I did it for so many years. Like, I'd create something and destroy it. It was like mm. a self-sabotage thing. You know, it's like almost, you know, you take out the pain that you're feeling on yourself after you've done something good because you don't think you deserve it or whatever it is. And yes. I think a lot of people go through that shit all the time, yeah. especially now. Like, and it's so, you know, again, at the risk of sounding like a bit of a prick, I think these days humans are real fucking sooky. Yeah, and whether it's you know social media, you know the ability to be able to Google something and think you know everything straight away, I think that's crippling for people. Like, yeah. I, there's no sense of self, like uh, no sense of work, like well, or, we have or reward in everything we do is on so the surface level. You know what I mean? Like because there's so much information available, it's like nobody knows how to go deep anymore. Like go down into one subject, and it not to say that it's a good idea to only care about one thing for your entire life and only know that one thing. Mm. But I think we're really lacking this like depth of knowledge or depth of interest in something. You know, when you can tell that somebody's just really passionate about one thing. I don't give a fuck if it's buttons or music. Mm. I mean, music would probably be more buttons. interesting. <laughs> buttons are probably weird, but you know when you see somebody, if they spend their whole life and all they care about yeah. is buttons and they start talking about it, that's <clears throat> that connection. That's that mm. thing that you get when you mainline heroin. That's mm. the feeling of connectivity to something that really makes you feel alive, yeah. whatever it is. And so we bypass it with social media. Like to me, social media is that exact same thing. It's this like, I was speaking to somebody about this a while ago and they gave me a great idea that yeah. like, we have this tendency to need to connect to something 
in a broader sense because we feel lonely. There's, you know, there's always the void. It's like something about being born and removed out of your mom's vagina, then all of a sudden you feel mm. disconnected and you feel like you need something. Yeah. So your whole life, this void just kind of lives inside you. So we're always looking to kind of fill that void with something, some element of connection. And then they created social media because it's like, oh, there's a void here and we need to fill this void. Not realizing that what they've done is just fucking mainlined it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they've just condensed it down into this really... And the same way that we've created sugar, like, you know, refined sugar, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like our body's not designed to process that much nah. of this feeling. Well, that at all, really. So we're pure addicted to yeah. it. Like we, we, oh, I think um, with the social media thing too, it wasn't like, I don't think they did it with a conscious no, effort I agree. to do it, but it's, it's like a, I think humans have this quest for, for continual, like <laughs> our evolution is really funny. If you, if you look at how we, how we've evolved and where we are now, and especially in the last 15 years, how quickly it's accelerated. Um, like it's like real slow burn for hundreds and hundreds or thousands of years, yeah. really. Really slow burn. And then it got to the 1800s, you know, industrial revolution and kind of changed everything. And yeah. the 1900s was pretty quick, like from, from there to there or 1700s to, to 1900s. So. And then from the end of the 1900s to now, is insane yeah this like weird exponential we've almost we've almost it's like it's really funny because in the, in the process of living life and evolving we're trying to not live life right yeah that's what's happening like we're every fucking day every time they invent something it's to make life easier so you don't have to live it <laughs> yeah. and it's fucking insane that's a really good point. it's true it's, it's insane <laughs> yeah, like totally we're talking is. about the smack before like <laughs> here we go for, for me with with heroin and i had a long a long, long habit and still battle it. I still battle it till I die. And the reason why is, and it's, this is, hopefully this sheds light on a lot of, a lot of things or questions people may have about drugs. Because whether you're, a, you know, a cigarette smoker or a pisshead or, you know, you take ice or whatever it is, if you've had a habit with something like heroin, it changes your whole cellular makeup on every level. And you have to, like it's one, of, you know, it's any, I had a lot of problems before that shit ever came into my life, you know, like, yeah. and, I, and I, learned, I think the resilience that I, and the reasons you know, outside of the help I had here and there, the reasons I have actually been able to get through it and stay there is because I had so much shit happen before that came along. Yeah. Which made me be really, um, oh, what's the word? Hard on myself, like militant with, with the way that I did things. You know, I hid a lot of stuff, you know, and the way yeah. we grew up because I had to have so many secrets. I couldn't tell my mates at school what my parents did. I couldn't do anything like that. So oh, wow. I learned for years to just shut up. So when that stuff came into my life, the thing that I found <clears throat> that is probably a better way of explaining it, each, each drug represents, to me, each drug represents like a major facet or a flaw in the human race or, 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 or a part of like something we need to feel or whatever else. To me, heroin is death. Wow. When I first took heroin, it was total relief. It was like every, every so leading up to that moment, I was at the Christmas Eve, my 17th year. I'd done a bunch of shit leading up to that. I'd already been using intravenous drugs for a few years. Um, uh, ice? Got, uh, oh, ice? Oh, speed, ice, meth, yeah. Back, yeah then, wow. back then, ice wasn't, it was more crystal meth and stuff, like, which is the same sort of thing, but it yeah. wasn't sold as. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so on that time, when I, when I first, you know, I'd grown up around it, I'd seen it, I'd seen the mm. people that I love, you know, high on it and having drug troubles with it. You know, I've had some pretty horrible scenes in front of me as a kid that, I, that I've sort of probably stuck with me. So yeah. I was probably always destined to go down that path at some point, even though I tried not to. Mm. And I spent years in my adolescence bagging out junkies like fucking scumbags. It was, came from my childhood, you know? Yeah. So when I got to that point and I first had that first shot, it was total relief. And what wow. I realized over, it took me probably 
four or five years because the first year was like me going from being a one-time user to within weeks, uh, two or three times a week user. Damn. Took nothing. And then I was an everyday user within six months. Wow. And then that just went and got worse and worse and worse for years. Wow. So for me, it was always the comfort of knowing that I could die without being selfish, even though I was being selfish. Yeah, wow. Because until it started affecting other people, like I had relief for the first time in my life. I could temporarily die, which is the best way to explain. Like when you talk about mainlining heroin and and putting it against social media and stuff, I think social media is like the opposite where you can live without living. I got what you're saying. Okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's like people are fucking living in this realm and then they go back to normal life. They've got nothing to do. Yeah. So they just pick the phone up again and they do the same fucking thing again. So it's like the opposite. We're too spoiled now. Yeah. We've been given too much. We haven't lost enough because everything's too right. So yeah. instead of just living the life we've got and trying to be constructive and going backwards a little bit, so we enjoy the enjoy the core values and the things we're supposed to do, people are trying to ultra live. Yeah, yeah. By yeah. being on social media and recreating their personality, recreating the way they think they're supposed to look. Like every woman's hot on social media. Yeah. Every man's fucking buff on social media. Mm. You see the dude in real life and he's probably half the size. See a woman in life and she looks like shit. Yeah, yeah, and she's yeah. Done, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's one of those things which, which is not how you're supposed to be. Like no. you're supposed to just be, as, as you said, authentic as you are and do the thing you're supposed to be, not yeah. supposed to do, which is sad. Like it's one of those, you know, it's a, it's a cycle. It's mm. like a, you know, a vicious cycle that goes around and around and around and around. And it's, it's, it's hard to try and make people aware and go, oh, dude. Like, you know, it's, it's bad, as a muso having to buckle to using that shit, as we were talking about before the mods yeah. come on. Like, oh, I hate it, mate. I, I know, it, my, my bandmates think I'm an old fogey, but it's not that. I don't, I understand it and I can work the shit out pretty quickly. I'm yeah. not stupid. I just think it's fucked. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you probably because you, know, cause you have to use it in so many ways and it's like a compromise for yourself. If you're not aware of it, then you're going to diminish yeah. in quality. So. <laughs> yeah, and no, I'm because I I uh, certainly have like kind of this like addictive <clears throat> type of tendency, and that's that thing. I feel that creep coming onto me. You know, like I mm. I notice the the horrible icky achy feeling I get with social media, and mm. I'm familiar with that sensation of all of the times that I've tried to disconnect myself from my immediate experience of reality has always led me down to shitty disgusting destructive paths and so i know that feeling i recognize it in that so i go i've got to go the other direction (laughs) do you know what i mean like that's well that's what you need to do yeah because it feels it just and then it's too easy to and it's not even like i wouldn't look at somebody on social media and be like oh i want that life it's not even that it's just the feeling of like putting something on there it it feels especially like with this podcast it feels a lot to me like I've, I've, I've worked on something for months and months and months. I got naked. I stood out on stage and the room was full and then everyone just got up and walked out. And mm. then I'm standing there starting to talk and I'm just standing there naked like a fucking moron. <laughs> and everyone's got up and walked away. That's what social media yeah, feels like to me. Yeah. Oh, it's, the, it's the most uh, just disconcerting, uncomfortable situation. But at the same time, like how amazingly lucky am I that anyone can ever hear what I have to say or think about yeah. and other people that I want to hear more about. There's so many good things to it. You know, like You're right. it, it wouldn't exist if we didn't have this connection. But yeah. at the same time, fuck, it's crazy. It's always about, you know, technology in general, I think, before even, you know, web-based communication became a thing, like, this is hard to explain, but you kind of, we're just, uh, we have this like little sort of need to, to push like, 
past the point, but you, you, you're supposed to constantly remind yourself to not go there without coming back. And I think yeah. that's where it all goes, right? Like <clears throat> every human has become like a, a massive addict and with something so simple. Yeah. But it's all about core th- core values. It's like, it's always, it's just remembering the caveman in, in yourself all the time in, yeah. in the way that you have to, have to make yourself return back to earth. And that's, as we said before, again, before the mics came on with the drug thing, like it's like, you know, drugs are bad in bad humans. Like, right. You know, for something that can, for most of the, the good stuff is based on something that comes out of the ground. And it is there, probably there, you know, it's, it's, it's a sacrifice. Like you're going to get the good feelings, mm-hmm. but there's a sacrifice that comes with it. Yes. And if you don't maintain like, you know, a resilience to it or like a, you know, warding it off so it's not always there or you don't respect how high you got and how beautiful it was and come away from it and go, I don't need to live like that. Mm-hmm. I'll wait another year. Yeah. Not another week or yes, another day exactly. or another yeah. hour or another minute. Mm. And that's – social media is just the same thing. Like it's like a, a thing – the most dangerous, it's like – I guess it's like, you know, for people that are overweight, the saddest thing about people that are overweight is that you can't escape food. Right. You know, you can escape – the gear you can get away from it and stay away from it as much as you can it's a lot easier but you've yeah. got to fucking eat yes and that's what i like I, I don't have a lot of sympathy for people that choose to be fat and stay fat but if you're having a having a crack and you're having trouble man i'll help you all day and yeah. that's you know yeah, like yeah. I'll, I'll train with you I'll, I'll help you with your diet i'll do whatever i can I'm, i think most people should be like that that aren't in that situation because it's something that's sad yeah that people have let life go that far social media is a thing that sits in a similar world where all the people that are shy and maybe don't know how to express themselves probably really rely on it they become this keyboard warrior and develop some fucking personality that's not them to deal with other people so it just gets out of hand and then they just sit on that thing all day oh yeah you got other people that kind of like you know people like us i suppose that have submitted to it and gone okay well we kind of need it now to do what we need to do because no one really goes out anymore yeah but it's so hard like people need to realize like you know, again, when we were talking earlier, I was lucky enough to experience the music industry and have well been a well-known band when people lived. Yes, before so you go on tour and you play literally, like, you know, ten different places that you'd never been before. So on your first run, and there'd still be two hundred to four hundred people there every night you played because they were just out living. Yeah. They were there, and suddenly every night you had another two hundred to four hundred fans everywhere you went. Yeah. So things built that way, like which is how it's supposed to be. But people need to make the effort now. Yeah. Like if that's not going to happen naturally because we're lazy and we can't be fucked, you actually have to stop yourself from being lazy and, and not being fucked to, to making the effort to be organic. Yeah. Like to live, well, live I a bit. I think you also become out of habit of it a little bit. And I don't know. I, I knew that, I, I mean, obviously, again, only speaking personally, but when I uh, – I, I was working in the mines for a long time and I, I've made a lot of money because I was like, I've got to go back to school. I'm going to save all this money up. I'm going to go back to school. And it killed me. It was just mm. me walking away from my artwork, walking away from everything that mattered to me just to do this one stupid fucking job. And I fucking hated it. Like the point was just physically ill. Yeah. I quit. I had saved up whatever money that I had saved up and gave <clears> myself <throat> six months to just make artwork and not do anything else. And I wrote a book in that three in, in three of those six months and I made a shitload of paintings and artwork and I just worked at home. I was the happiest I'd ever been for about the first three and a half months. And then again, that same weird sensation started creeping up on me and I was like, fuck, I'm doing everything I've ever dreamed of. Like this is literally all I wanted. But there's a point where 
you're, you know, following your own dream becomes a bit self-indulgent when you're not contributing in a meaningful Even way back. to the world outside. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I could be connecting to whatever that higher source is. I don't certainly want to call it God, but this feeling that mm. like when you create something that you're really connected to, there's a really incredibly powerful feeling of it. You know, so a drawing kind of flies out of your fingertips and after it's over, you look at it and go, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, where did that even come from? What yeah. is that? It's and you even taking responsibility for it seems weird because it's mm. just, it's not you. And, and that's a beautiful feeling. But then to take that and have somebody else understand kind of what happened there and react to mm. it and notice it. And then, you know what I mean? That kind of connection, that's what we're here for on earth. I could be self-indulgent in my bedroom all day yeah. and I'm still going to end up with this aching, lonely, shitty feeling. And Whoa. so, yeah. And like, so I think all in balance, as you say, like you need to have this balance. So what happened to me is that I became out of the habit of interacting with the world. Mm. I wasn't using social media much. I had an Instagram account that I'd put, like if I'd made a painting, I'd put it out there. And once a week I was going to the markets and just putting, selling my drawings or paintings or whatever to see if anyone wanted them. (laughs) I was so shit scared to put my stuff out in the world. It's so stupid. I don't Sitting here now, they're fucking good. So you should do more of it. (laughs) Thank you. That's awesome. (laughs) It's, but yeah, it's a tough thing. It's this weird yucky vulnerable thing but so i i didn't do it and then all of a sudden i realized i didn't know how to talk to people Mm. i didn't know how to relate to people i didn't know what i was doing i had literally become out of the habit of being a social creature yeah it was it was so unusual for a person like me that like one of my favorite things in the world is just sit and talk shit with somebody and i couldn't do it anymore you know it's 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 again for me that stuff comes back to perspective like i was gonna stop you before but i didn't want to be rude but when you talk How about, dare you? <laughs> when you talk about... Oh, I get carried away sometimes. But <laughs> if you talk about the perspective side of it, so for us in the Western world, in a lucky country like Australia or the States, you know, mm-hmm. any any developed nation on the planet, you quite quickly forget, you know, the, the, the people that are grown up in slums in, say, Port Moresby in New Guinea or Johannesburg in South Africa or, you know, places like Ethiopia where there's nothing, they don't whinge. They just, right. live, they just yeah. live like an animal. Like they, they live, Not in a bad way. They live with yes, an instinct. Sure. Yeah. They don't have room for that hole. They don't have the hole because they're not spoiled. Right. We're spoiled. So that's why the whole, like people don't understand what the, the survival instinct actually is. We live in a society that takes it away. Yeah, man. You don't have a ah, need, you don't have a need to survive because you're fucking spoiled. Yeah. Not saying that to you directly, yes, but no, all of I us, totally in, all of you. us as Westerners need to shut the fuck up and appreciate what we've got. And that's where for us for as long as we're living in a lucky society that's where you need to take the time out to appreciate how lucky you are by making the efforts to enjoy the things that are real yeah not the things that exist on a screen through a filter yeah that aren't real yeah so that's that's kind of the answer to it it is man and it's and it's a laziness too like this this I am not comfortable. I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied yeah exactly it's it's because it's I suppose you haven't learned Mm. But what is it that you think is missing? Like, why does a person... Nothing's missing. We've got too much. Yeah, okay. Nothing's missing. I mean, what, like, is, it, what is missing from a person, I guess, that succumbs to this laziness? Like, what do they need to repair? They it? need to wake the fuck up and be aware. <laughs> That's what they need. How do they like, do it? How do they do it? I think it's just recognition and appreciation. You get a lot of a lot of the new generation kids now. If I said something like that, they'd be like, "Fuck off!" You know, like they just wouldn't even connect with it because mm. they don't understand the pain. They don't understand that stuff. You know, there's probably a, a rare like all the kids out there that are having a shit life still now because there's a lot of situations like it's not just like suddenly everything's awesome because it's still. Yeah. If, if anything, now the extremes are worse. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, yeah. you know the extremes are 
and, and it's probably felt more because there's so much beautiful shit around that they can't grab. Yeah. Because they're so far <laughs> from that. But they're all the things. Like for me, I don't know, like <clears throat> I was put in a situation to be able to grow into a thought process like that. If I look at the first time I was on a job site and I was like 12 or 13 or something, you know, went and worked for the neighbour and as a bricky's labourer and I was a tiny kid, couldn't lift anything up because it was too big and, you know, you, you, you kind of start developing this mentality every time, like the first time I got told to, to dig a house trench, you know, which is, you know, 700 deep by 450 wide or something like that and yeah. you've got to dig it all out by hand. And you're like, fuck, like, this is going to take me weeks. But then you just start. <clears throat> your mind changes mm. and slowly you start thinking about things like, oh, how did fucking Egyptians build the pyramids? How did, yeah. how did fucking such, you know what I mean? Like, where did it all start? And that's it. <coughs> it's respecting and acknowledging the core, the core yeah, things. Yeah, the process. Yeah, the, the process amazing. of getting there. When we, uh, that sensation, I get that <coughs> sensation every fight camp. It's that feeling. Ooh. So I get, you got well, six fighters, to eight we can relate to that shit. Yes. You know? That's, Absolutely. That's where you know. it starts somewhere and it's got to build and, and you think you're like, fuck, I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to yeah. be fit enough. I'm never going to get get the weight down. I've got to get back to this thing. You know, like <coughs> you've got to develop this skill. And then by the time it happens, like that eight weeks have gone by and you've turned yourself from a normal general average human into a fucking monster mm. to get in the yeah, ring man. for eight minutes. Like it's the most <coughs> surreal. Me, you're right. You got enough water over there? Yeah, Drink your water. water. I might have choked a bit or something. <laughs> You've recovered from your spell. It's yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell, I, I've just said before, while well, we were not recording and now that we are, that I'm going to tell everyone in your band and everyone on the internet that you cried in here. Yeah, I'll shed a tear. <laughs> shed a tear. <laughs> it's an emotional place, this shed. Oh, yeah, it's totally emotional. It choked me. Like, physically <laughs> choked, choked me. me. <laughs> it's probably all the burnt hair off of my heater <clears throat> that did it to yeah, you. Yeah, 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 for sure. I was so embarrassed when you walked in. I was like, fucking hell, this heater smells like burnt hair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my repurposed garage it's done an amazing job this garage doesn't feel like a garage at all no it's a full-blown studio when we walked when we came in here that it was just literally oil-stained garage floor and they put patches of carpet on the walls so that you wouldn't hurt your door when you opened your car door that was it yeah that was all it was and they turned it it into this place good no it's good i know i love it that's my cute man cave i was called the man cave Um, so anyways, what I was talking about was that idea that, um, like if you thought about the things that you had to do, you would get so overwhelmed and mm. never do anything. Yeah. To get to your end, to end, get to your, end, your end goal, goal maybe. Yeah. hundred percent. And what we don't <clears throat> realize is that like those, every just little step, like writing a book, probably this is something that you've been experiencing. And it's so cool the way that you're doing it, just doing it in little bits and then releasing them in time. Cause it does give you, it gives you that little bit of deadline, a little bit of focus that you've got to get at least this section done. And mm. you just take it in the chunks that are manageable yep. because it's fucking vulnerable to put all that shit out there, but also to not be as you, what was the word you said at the beginning? Just not to be a Shithead? A shithead, yeah. <coughs> like, because there's a real danger. It takes a lot of intelligence to come up with a word like that. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> um, there's a real danger of being a shithead when you mm. create content in general. Like, yeah. buy, I always call it buying into your own bullshit. And it's the idea that, like, you become a, the, uh, the idea of you becomes bigger than your idea. Mm. So, like, if the idea of what I'm trying to do mm-hmm. comes out and it gets me recognition for having an idea. And then all of a sudden I become the person with an idea and I'm suddenly a person. And then I have to maintain this personhood. And I think that I, I'm 
I don't know because I've never been in a band and I've never made music, but I think that that seems to be from the outside what tends to happen a lot of times to musicians. It, like good bands will make a fucking amazing albums mm. and they're just flying. They're the best. <clears throat> they're so truly connected to the thing that they were trying to do. And then all of a sudden they become a band yeah. and no longer uh, people that make music. Yeah, it's, it's that classic second album curse, I think. Yeah, it just kills it somehow. I, I think with music, <clears throat> it's, uh, yeah, obviously a lot, a lot different to fighting. Mm. With, with, with music, when you create a piece of music that people listen to sometimes in their thousands, you know, and they relate to it and they can base a whole like life thing off this the way that song affects them, I think it does change musicians like you. Mm. You can really become a fucking wanker yeah. if you if you don't rein it in and understand what it is that you've been lucky enough to be able to do, and that's yeah. where it goes wrong. And bands need to be able to communicate properly. Like being in a band, I've, I, I personally, <clears throat> I've had four or three major sort of bands and now Hammers, um, and all of them have been harmonious the whole time in the way that we've started and ended for whatever reasons, but there's never been any fighting or any. Oh, wow any major disagreements and I think that just comes down to the dudes understanding shit or you know whoever may be leading the thing has to have some kind of you know set it in stone where it's you don't let shit get carried away sort of thing you should be always be able to yeah. talk about stuff and if someone's burying something or they're not happy about it then they need to be able to express it and do you think okay with it are you able to translate <clears throat> that into your like love relationships too or have you found it's easier to deal with it with the band and harder with a like in relationships. Well, it depends on the other person a bit. Uh, Some people are just fucked in the head. You can't <laughs> deny it. You yeah. know, like a, a large portion of the human race aren't that great. That's yeah. that's a sad fact. Like a lot of development needs to be done. A lot mm. of education needs to be done. You know, so sometimes you can get together with a person if you're talking about the love thing. Like it's you get together with someone you really don't know at all. You, you're based on you know you might have had an amazing fuck. You know, you yeah, might have laughed yeah, together. Yeah. You might have had whatever that whatever it is that might happen. You get up the next day and you'll either decide to pursue it or you won't. Yeah. <clears throat> and sometimes you can, you know, you can jump into a situation like when people meet, they present their best selves. Like mm -hmm. I, I've never really done that. I've just been the same cock that I always am. Yeah. At all times, and I think in one way it's been an advantage to me, and other ways it's probably been maybe I should have made a bit more of an effort. Yeah, like closed too many doors. Well, and um, because that's an interesting thing, I I asked that question because. I feel like with a relationship, we sort of have this ownership element to it and mm. this like need for the other to serve you in a way and fulfill no, all these happen. holes. It doesn't work because no. in, a, in a band, it's <clears throat> an agreement and a mutual like that you guys all have the band's best interest at heart in theory. Mm. You wouldn't be in the band if you didn't care about the, the future of the band. So it's not about each other. It's not about fulfilling each other. It's not about being this need for each other. It's about you have a greater idea that you're trying to pursue yeah. and they, so you guys become, you know, organisms inside a body that are, are trying to pursue the survival of this organism, the band. Yeah. And then, and I think with, with human relationships, even with like a best friend, it's the same thing. There's no start or finish. There's no end to this thing. So you can always work in and out of those ups and yeah. downs, but with another person for some reason, <clears throat> like just putting that ring around someone or whatever, it just yeah, like constricts weird. everything. You know, I, I'd never, <clears throat> I got married two years ago um, and I was never going to get married. I, ne I, I still to this day, and me and Chelsea will joke about it, I don't believe in marriage for the exact reasons you're talking about. Oh, now. true. Like, I, yeah, I don't. I loved our day and we had an amazing day and I never mm. discredit the fact that we're married because we're, we're happy and we have a ball, but I think marriage is fucking stupid. 
Mm. And it, it's it, an it's, art it's a, concept. It's a, yeah, well, it's religious, it's archaic, and it's and it is based on that, you know, ownership of another person, or mm. the. It's more about the insecurity of the person that needs to marry the other person in a way. You know, these days yeah, it's a yeah. bit more of a let's get married because it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably why we did it. Because we want to share it. We want to share it on Instagram. Yeah. No. Nah, we. You know. You. You have a. If you love someone, you just love someone. That's it. If you, yeah. if you roll with someone and it's cool and it ain't a stress, then that's how it's supposed to be. Like I, being a musician, like a touring musician for a lot of years, but having a relationship was never really a priority. I've had a handful mm-hmm. of, of, of people that I've been with for an extended period of time that might vary from 10 months to five years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've never gone past the five-year mark, but hopefully, you know, this is different. This one will. But I've never really held it at high regard either. I've been happily single for so many years, yeah. you know, and I've... I, I kind of preferred that in a way, um, <clears throat> and the only reason that I've succumbed to this situation is because she's not a pain in the ass. Yeah, and we get along. We laugh more than right. Like we laugh. That's what we do, and we have a ball. We fuck well, and we eat food together, and we travel, and that's what we do. Like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah, know what else you expect. You, you know? couldn't <laughs> ask for anything better than that, yeah. really. And I, that's why at forty I decided to get married because it's yeah. like, well, mate, you know, how much longer can you do the same stuff for? And and you've got something good here and it's yeah it's easy well and that's the, i don't i don't really believe in the passion fights i think they're stupid yeah i think that's like people have this thing oh let's have fucking a massive fight and have makeup sex here yeah, good on you yeah, that's sick yeah it's again <laughs> like, it's another sick, indulgent not, not cool, sick. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just <clears throat> indulging it's just like an yeah. overindulgence like eat a chocolate cake and then sleep for five hours because yeah, it's right. you know because i need it it's supposed to be comfort man like you don't want to be coming home and having drama no, well, and that's and the that band's thing, supposed like, to be the same. You gotta, yes, the band's the same, exactly. I go on tour or go in band practice room and you leave your shit at the door and you enjoy each other. That's mm. what it should be, not It drama. should be about that enjoyment. And that's such an odd thing about, about like any kind of, you know, these weird restrictive relationships is that exactly it becomes this weird ownership. You owe me something. I owe you something. And that's cool that you've never had that with a band because that's a scary like mm. world to go down. So I was, I was curious to know if like, in working shit out with them, have you found yourself, is it easier for you to talk to your, to your wife now about shit because you've learned kind of tactics and being able to deal with personalities in the band? Yeah, I mean, as, as, a, as someone who's been in bands and, and been an employer for a long time as well and had, you know, worked with a lot of different people and you, you, just, you, you do work it out. It is hard in a band because you always have dominant personalities that, yeah, that actually, right. they just contribute more because that's their duty. That's what they do. Yeah. So you, you, but there has to be respect for that. <clears throat> you have to have that so you know it, it is different to a, a relationship it's just got to roll like it's just yeah. got to be if it's not if there's force in a relationship you shouldn't be in it mm. if a if a man gets to a point where he needs to hit his woman you should have been out of there fucking years ago yes you know what i mean if if, if a man gets to a point where he calls his woman anything other than something that he likes <laughs> then <laughs> you need to understand or question that what the it is doing. thing i always hate hearing that so i'm like oh they don't oh it's hard chain. like you it's know like, yeah, <laughs> the ball and chain <laughs> Oh, shit, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I've probably been guilty of that. Being, <laughs> being an Aussie yobbo. But yeah, no. Like, <laughs> but it, it is. It, it depends so how creepy. it's meant. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, as you're joking around, like, fair enough. <clears> but that it's just this yucky thing that, like, I'm going to attach myself to something and then resent it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, like, it's ridiculous. Doing? Well, you just have to, again, it comes back to all the, the original stuff where you just kind of got to be happy as a, as a person on your own mm. before you bring someone else into your shit. Yeah. You can't have two people that are just totally unresolved as singular people and mm. expect anything good to happen. No, oh, man. Ah, yeah, oh, like, but you just have a kid and then it's better, right? <clears throat> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's the worst thing, you know. That's a scary. I've lived that. Yeah, I've lived true. that. I have a beautiful daughter out of it, but mm. yeah, I've, I've lived that situation. You know, like that's 
that particular thing you know, where it's like one of the people wanted to do it and the other person kind of was what well, should we really and well yeah, we're doing it now so hopefully it fixes us and then so many people do it it's yeah most, it's, so it's many ridiculous people do it. beautiful children are born out of it and, and if you can manage the situation it's it's okay but yeah it shouldn't happen you yeah know. and it's so like if you had any kind of method and obviously i mean this is kind of what you're trying to work out <clears> with <throat> this project that you're working on anyway is if you had a method for so you said you need to be happy in yourself before really you can be happy with someone else and i and happiness is a tough word for me because i always equate happiness to being this rolling scale of ups and downs and highs and lows but i agree that you want to be whole more or less yeah in and of yourself before you have an attachment to a thing or anything else and i I completely see this in my artwork that any time that I'm trying to make something because I need to impress somebody, I'm trying to get it sold. I'm trying to, for mm. it to save me. It feels cheap. It looks cheap. It feels contrived and I can read it in my writing. Anytime I'm trying to like make a point or be a somebody it's wrong. It feels yeah. gross. It feels toxic. And so like, um, if you had like some methods or some tactics on how a person can help find themselves, and be back to that center, that core person of themselves, and be whole in and of themselves, what would you say they should do? Probably a couple of things. First would be stop trying to be happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like just stop having that as a focus because it's not what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to be happy is one of many, many emotions and you're supposed to deal with them all equally. And yeah. that's, that's not supposed to make you a stale person. You're just not supposed to just want to be happy. Like you need to right. get shit done. <clears throat> the second would be to leave a result every day. Oh, right. And what do you mean so by that? Leave a result. Don't just don't just breathe and, and go through the motions. Like leave a result, get something done. Right. Like whether you're doing it at work or outside of work, if it's bound by your job only and you you have a shitty sort of job that doesn't offer much self satisfaction, then do something else outside of it. Yeah. You know, create something. Leave a result. <clears throat> whether it's for you, for somebody else, whatever it is, give someone you know, give someone something, like whether it's advice or an actual physical thing. Things like that. That's the stuff that you know, and think about the stuff that really is the base, base value shit. And that will fix you. Like, you know, exhaust yourself. That's other stuff. I exhaust myself every single day. I train seven days a week, you know, yeah. and, I, and I'll make sure that I fuck myself every day I'll do it. And that's, that leaves me with that. That's, that's my first result. And that's before 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. Then I yeah. go to work and I try and achieve results all day. And while I'm at work, I'll still be communicating with the boys. So we're achieving more results outside of it. Yeah. Then I'll come home and I'll, trying to achieve more results like i think that's what you're supposed to do that's surviving you know yeah and it's not about a result like on a on a, on a leaderboard like a scoreboard it's just leaving a stain like it's just having a presence on the planet mm. and hopefully as you get older <clears throat> you can steer away from just you and give to your kid give to your wife yes. give to your friends then give to the community well, i think the last thing we're supposed to be doing is giving back to the community as a whole or, or having done something that's 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 your journey like you know you're supposed to get to you know 40 50 60 when they say retire, you know, retire from work, you retire from that focus on that one thing and you've, you've afforded yourself a, a situation where you can give back to people. Yeah. yeah. Outside that might be, you know, years behind where you are. Yeah. Or, and then to complete the full circle, they'll <clears> give <throat> back to you when you need them, when you become a weak piece of But you don't do it for that. But well, I mean, but that's but yeah, the thing. Like, so that's, in, that's the cycle of life. Yes. Yeah. And the product of you... Fixing yourself first, mm. sorting yourself out, sorting your family out and your immediate environment and then yeah. sorting out your community and then yeah. at the very end, the community sorts after you until you disappear. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, wow. There's, um, down where I, I live down in Kingscliff, top of New South Wales and there's a, 
there's a doctor and his wife, they actually own the property that Chelsea and I got married on. And his wife, Michelle, she's an awesome person. She started just selling their veggies. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's a thing now. Have you heard of Farm & Co? No. Um, oh, it's just down on Goodrin Road. You should go down on a weekend. Okay, just, cool. They just let everyone in now. There's pigs and chickens and sunflowers and all sorts of shit. But I, I, I buy my veggies from there. Like, oh, cool. <clears throat> but um, she's a perfect example, you know. <clears throat> they've obviously got their life to a, to a, to a cool point. You know, they own a beautiful block of land. They grow their own veggies and they've just started. Now it's a thing. Like, people travel hundreds of kilometres to go there every single weekend. Right. All the locals buy their shit off them. Like, oh, it's, that's amazing. And that's, that's a thing where you like, she's actually doing something really positive really simple hmm. you know and it's even though she's probably using tools like instagram and whatever else to, to help people know about it and stuff it's a thing that's just that's that's the sort of shit that people should be doing you yeah. know what i mean like yeah, yeah it even makes me as a musician worrying about you know people hearing tunes or whatever else it makes me think about you know what i actually want to do as a human yeah, like yeah, living yeah. on the planet and <clears throat> i have a job i'm a tradesman you know we're forced to waste water people on the other side of the planet are blowing up mountains to give me what i need to do my job in other countries that really shouldn't have that shit happening. People don't even yeah. think about that, you know. I go to work every day and I lay stone, like to say I'm laying a big piece of limestone or whatever. Some poor part of Vietnam or some other country in the world has had a mountain blown in half to give me that rock fuck. for some rich fuck yeah. that wants it in his house. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that kind of stuff, I think you need to be aware of that shit all the time and to maintain a quality of living, like <clears throat> an authentic view on shit, you know, and have, have like a purpose where you, you – or have a oh, – like an outcome where you feel like you've just lived lived out a purpose, like a, yeah. a, a fucking reason for doing the shit that you do. And it's like zooming out just a little <clears throat> bit, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, because that you should do that every day, all day, I reckon. Yes. The perspective change. Yes. Oh, hang on zoom a minute. Out. I'll do that myself. Every, everything I do, I'll go. Oh. My mind works in absolutes, so it's like everything I do, I'll just go to the end of it straight away, to the yeah. end of it. But that's what changes that perspective. You know? Yeah. Then it's necessary. I mean, that's why mm. a lot of people go to psychedelics <clears throat> because it's just that that beautiful, yeah. amazing vacation from this normal common train of thought you looking through this yeah. stupid little tunnel of these two little pinholes like every once in a while i just get this like really horrible feeling that i'm just a thing trapped inside two pinholes that stares out <laughs> and it's like fuck you, you're too deep inside this skull you've got to get out and the yeah. only way to change that perspective is absolutely that zoom out get up and look and see how you're connected to the other things around you and how your impact is on everything else mm. sometimes it can be overwhelming because you realize that you're a piece of shit and you've got way too much and you don't have <laughs> any gratitude for it <clears throat> and then and other times yeah it's just that nice feeling of like oh i'm connected it's like a yeah. warm bath of water like i'm not just this individual drop mm. sitting here spinning my tires like just spinning my wheels like feeling like i'm gonna die instead it's like i'm a huge piece of this giant organism and we're all yeah. trying to get somewhere yeah and that your thing is not any more important than anyone else's thing and nothing 100%. and anyone else's thing is not less important <clears throat> than you you know that you think that like, like that you think that make, making music, you know, like watching somebody do something really powerful like that makes you go, okay, so music is important, but you know, what else am I trying to contribute? And that's the thing. It's like, we all have our little path. Mm. We've got a job to do. I can't remember who said this, but, um, somebody, there's a good quote about this that basically is if you have the feeling to do it, it's your job to do it. Mm. If you have a feeling to make music and this is your thing, <clears throat> it's your duty to mm. put that out there in the world for the rest of us. Because yeah. we can't all do it. <clears throat> I think, um, you know, like having, having things at your disposal to, to keep you moving, like, like like we were talking about earlier as well, like 
I was exposed to music, but my first passion was fighting as well. So mm. when I was exposed to that, was the something that I've, I've still like. I used the the, the 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 militant discipline that I was educated with, and then and my love for, for physical combat. Like I, I use yeah. it every day. Like and and I think like personally, we live in this society now. Where everything's so PC. <clears throat> you know, it's horrible. Oh, it's, it, it's horrible to be fucking violent, and it's horrible. Be, you need to acknowledge all that stuff in the human, mm-hmm. like the human, like. Uh, what is it? What's the word like structure? I guess like as as, yeah. a, as as a thing like. Well, as your song's talking about the <clears throat> shadow, man. This is yeah. Carl Jung's concept about all of our elements of darkness that live in the inside of us. You must completely embrace that they 100%. exist and they're and, in every and use them in the right way. That's yes. that's the idea. Yes. <clears throat> and if someone like people like us want to go and train and and and, and brutalize ourselves and let someone else do it to us and do it back to them, and that, that's our fun. That's what you enjoy doing. Then yeah. that's okay. Yes, you don't have to do it. But I think for someone like myself who I've tried to afford myself the time and, and give myself the opportunity to, to experience and hone heaps of different skills and be as good as I can at those things for my for myself for whatever reason and also so I can produce something like yeah. can leave a stain, you know, and, and even if, if, even I if it's just I love that you call it a stain. That's so dirty. <clears throat> well, most of the shit I do is not pretty, man. <laughs> so it's like, it's not like I'm leaving a, 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 a fucking pleasant scent. <laughs> It's a, it's a stain. Like, <laughs> I never profess to be pretty, <clears throat> but yeah, like I just, I just think that yeah, you can't. I don't know, man. This is it's a big topic, and it's something we could probably sit here and talk about for days. But yeah, it's just you just have to do things and leave yeah. things behind. Yeah, you know, man. whether you've got kids or not, it doesn't matter. You can't and you can't just use you know technology and expect that that's your thing. Like you, you've got to. Well, and the human individual is hands. so small. You know, yeah. the human individual as a unit is so small, but an idea mm. is infinite, yeah. you know? And like, and I think that's why I, I've been getting so creeped out. I was saying this right before we started, um, is that like, I've been getting so creeped out with this idea that each one of us has to be a person that puts our personhood out into the world to be a something. Yeah. And then it's just like, I'm done. I don't want to be the person. I want to be the idea behind the person. Do you know what I mean? I want yeah. somehow... Because here, my dad put this really well to me, and this is something that I've kind of lived by, because my dad's an artist as well. And he said to me once a long time ago that um, he couldn't give a fuck if he ever won an art competition. One that he, he used to make these snow sculptures, and it's a competition. <clears throat> well. And they have a team of sculptors. They get together, they create this idea, and then they, you know, it's judged, and they, get, they win or lose or whatever. But he said he could never give a fuck. He, A, cares that they got their idea across, and B, if the artists in the group vo- voted for his sculpture, mm. that would be the only thing he'd ever want. And the reason for that is that he cares that the idea is understood by peers that understand ideas, not people out there in the world. You don't want 10,000 likes. You want five likes from people who genuinely, yeah. really <clears throat> life-changed by what the shit was that you did. And that's why hardcore music is such a cool thing. I always like equate it to jumping in the ocean. Like You can jump in the ocean and get battered around by it and be like, oh, this is fucked, it's cold, it's weird, it's scary. Or you jump in the ocean and just go, I'm in the ocean now, so it's going to yeah. move me however it moves <clears throat> Let it do its thing. Yes. And 100%. I think... Like, so you must have had, I mean, that's a cool experience to have a band like Helm that gets so much recognition for being such a chaotic and intense and full on thing mm. because the only people that like it are people that really fucking like yeah, it. Yeah. It's not like a, it wasn't, it's not an easy to digest thing. Like I think, oh. <clears throat> you know, you're, you're supposed to be challenged by shit like that to get the rewards. I think yes. for me as a writer, I've always written a song that's like, okay, I'll, you'll either bail on this in two seconds or you're here forever. Yeah. It's kind of how it should be. For like, that's that's the stuff I like to listen to. Yeah. So you know, you kind of 
put down what you love, I guess, yeah. <clears throat> as much as you can. Well, that yeah, definitely right. shows through <clears throat> through that song, at least that I've heard, mm. that I heard just that recent one that, of your own solo project. I mean, yeah. that's exactly what it was. It was like you're either here or you're not. Yeah, and I'm yeah, it's pretty com- this, confrontational. Yeah, it's like I'm doing it whether like, you like it or not. Yeah, it's like me yelling at you. But it's you yelling at your own shadow too, which is a fucking sick concept. It's a great idea. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, um, funny. Well, good shit, man. Well, we've been talking for a while. I'll let you get back to your life and um, hope that throat gets a little bit better after. Yeah, I don't know. Well, thanks for having me, man. It's those good good chats. But yeah, sorry for coughing in your mic so much. Oh, quite all right. <laughs> he, the next guy can um, deal with that. Just choked on my own breath. There's no, there's no like bizarre explanation for it. Just couldn't handle breathing. Choked on it. Weird out. Yeah. Well, how do people find you if they want to find out more about your stuff? <clears throat> um. I guess, yeah, it depends on what, uh, obviously you could, you know, just search for the bands, Helm or Hammers, um, and if not, just Lucas Stone, I think Lucas Stone Music is my Instagram, thing okay. I know, but as far as finding the music, it's, yeah, most of the stuff's on Apple Music or Spotify and that. Cool. Okay, there's acoustic stuff up there and that as well. I'm, I'm not here to promote myself, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy not. to have a chat. <laughs> know that i don't Um, really give a fuck who listens to my stuff i've been alive for that long and produced a lot of music and a lot of people haven't heard it and like you said before it's the people that have heard it and and it's shifted them in some way they're not sort of give a fuck about yeah good shit man um so and hammers is doing something there you guys are touring australia for the next little while aren't you? well just the east coast yeah just doing doing six shows um from sort of this way down to melbourne um in july Right. We've got Dead of Winter Festival coming up on July 7th in Brisbane. That'll be massive. That'll be oh, fun. cool. Oh, fuck. I'm in America for that. Oh, bummer. Damn. But yeah, no, a few things coming up. Yeah, Let's see how this EP, EP drops on... Is Friday the 22nd coming up? Is it the next Friday? Yes, yeah, 22nd. Yeah, right. our EP drops that day. Oh, so. cool. Hammers. Yeah, I'll so. have the links on to for, for Hammers and for everything on on the post for this and also on the Facebook thing so everybody can mm. see it. And um, yeah, I... Also, I've got my guests coming up with Smoking Martha. I didn't realize that they're going to support you guys for yeah for some of the shows. For uh, some of the shows up in Brisbane, yeah, so that yeah, was cool. really awesome. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, nice, nice <laughs> people. Like, yeah, I heard they're good people. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and I hope um, I'll get you back in here again because I feel like we've got hours and hours of shit <laughs> yeah, we can yeah, talk about. Good. And I'd love thanks to talk to you. Thanks for asking. Like, I, I was a bit. I didn't know how to. I don't know. Yeah. Thank I you. know. Thanks it's a weird thing, yeah, isn't yeah. it? I'm embarrassed to ask people and I'm always excited when people say yes. So. No, nah, it's cool. It's been fun. Oh, it's good, good to shit. talk about real shit, I guess. And hopefully, I don't know, for me with this sort of stuff at this age, I, I don't really know how people take what I say or whatever, but I hope it has some kind of positive effect or gets people thinking a little bit about mm-hmm. shit. You know, I, don't, I didn't write the book and I don't profess to have written the book, but I think um, hopefully I've got some decent notions on and what yeah. to do to get through a shitty day or, you know, exist through the bullshit that we're surrounded by. Fuck yeah, man. I know. We need all the help we can get. Yeah, me, <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> right, good yeah. shit, man. All right, we'll talk to you again soon. Cheers, Anna.